San Antonio Sports Star Audio Vault is brought to you by AA Best Bail Bonds. 225-2121 or online at mybestbailbonds.com. It's time for your in-depth look at the world of gaming. Here we go! The Meta with Katie Barber. Hello and welcome back to The Meta right here on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN AM 1250 and 94.5 FM. I'm your host, Katie Barber, and I've got James Pledger here with me as always. <laughs> We're going to kick off the show with some esports news, good news for Smash players in San Antonio. Um, after that, we're going to jump into game news. I'm going to have an update about Call of Duty on PlayStation, which we talked about at length last <laughs> week. Um, and then I, I'm going to talk a little bit about how FIFA seems to have a competitor. So football fans, football fans um, mm. out there, um, this may be a nice new option for you. After that, James and I are going to talk about some nerd news. I'm obsessed with Peacemaker, and I'm going to talk about that. <laughs> um, and then I've got a list of some cool shows that are going to be hitting streaming services um, next month. So uh, I guess just to jump in, like I said, San Antonio Smash Players, good news for you. I I just realized or I just learned that there's actually weekly and a, and a biweekly tournament in town. You know, every, So you have opportunities to play throughout yeah. the week. Um, every Saturday, and that includes tomorrow, there's going to be a tournament at 2 p.m. at Shenanigans Gaming here in San Antonio. It's a $10 entry, single bracket, um, and it, but it's weekly. So once you go and you get established, you can now play to your heart's content every weekend. Um, I just love the fact that this place is called Shenanigans Gaming. I know. Right? Like, it's I exactly just love what you're that getting into. so much. <laughs> um, but yeah, the fact that there's weeklies now and bi-weeklies and all of these things going on within the city to mm -hmm. where you can just get in and start playing every week and, and set up a schedule. I mean, it's really good for... Even if you just go, you know, you may not win, but it's good practice. It's great practice, but it's also getting you used to the competitive. Like, there's one thing about gaming, and then there's a completely different mindset when competitive gaming, in person, on location. Like, there, there are two different things mm -hmm. because you're comfy, you're in your own house, <laughs> you've got, you, you know, you go through your own routines, you've yeah. got your own system, your own controllers, like all of these great things things right. that you're accustomed to and stepping out of that element being surrounded by other people watching other gamers surrounding you that are also playing like these and you are... never know what good strats like if you main zero suit samus and you're watching yeah like if, like i love to watch pro tournaments just on twitch even though i don't play a ton but it's it's kind of the same idea like if i i main zero suit samus i i I want to watch Zero play Zero Suit Samus, exactly. the, the competitive player, uh, just to see, well, what am I not doing? What are they doing that I can pick up? And, and these local tournaments are also a great place for that. And meeting other people, making new friends. Like, yes. it, it sounds really silly, but like just making new friends that love to do the things that you do. It's the best. <laughs> yeah, I, I really enjoy that, the, that there is more to the competitive gaming mm -hmm. and local aspect of it here within the city of San Antonio. It's just so much better all around for everyone, for yeah. the businesses, for the gamers, for the people, for the kids getting into esports mm -hmm. with your local wine, which you can do now. Mm -hmm. Like these are all positives here within our city. Absolutely. And and these tournaments that happen throughout the week, they're in different places. So, you know, you're if you haven't been to any of these businesses, it gives you a chance to get out there and, and to find maybe a new place to hang out. Um, so, like, on Mondays, they've got uh, Smash Tournaments at Anime Tokyo, so sign up by 6.30 mm -hmm. on Mondays. 
It looks like there's mostly only single brackets for these tournaments, so just keep that in mind. Um, on Thursdays, they're at, o- at Otaku Zone. Sign up by 6 p.m. Um, Saturdays at Atonement, which is, again, uh, is the Atonement brand of the uh, games that are going to yeah. be at Shenanigans on Saturdays. Um, and so sign up by 2 p.m. Um, and it's like a $10 entry fee, you know. And even if you just want to go watch, that's to- that's okay, too. Yeah. I, I myself normally am just a watcher um, at tournaments. A voyeur, huh? Yeah. <laughs> We're on the radio, James. <laughs> it also looks like um, on the second and fourth Wednesday of every month, um, there's a, turna- a tournament at Tandem Coffee here in town, too. So even if you can't make it you know, every single Monday or Thursday, if Wednesdays are your day, you've got two opportunities there. Um, last weekend, we talked about the Royal Brawl Tournament um, in at the Walsham YMCA, and it turns out there was over 100 people that had entered and played. And <laughs> I know, you love to see it. Just a group of people getting together, having fun, and you know... It was it, it caught the attention of of KSAT, one of the local broadcast stations. If you live under a rock, uh, <laughs> they do like a weekly series called KSAT Explains, and they actually did a state of esports in San Antonio. And I believe that they're going to kind of keep up with this series. They're gonna they're gonna do one every once in a while. And they, our friend Chris Signs, who I think we bring up every single week about the amazing work he's doing here exactly. in San Antonio at the YMCA. Um, he's prominently featured in it so if you have some time just head to the ksat website and take a look As show well, show show them there that people care yeah and here's <laughs> the great thing about all these tournaments more people means more turnout means more Money. prize pools <laughs> and the more popular competitive gaming becomes here within the city yeah the more realistically san antonio's looked at for Hosting tournaments, building a possible esports gaming arena. I mean, we've got the Port SA um, facility that Chris talked about. Exactly, it's, it's in the works. You know, we've got the Arlington Esports Center yep. up in Dat, like up in North Texas. Exactly, so but getting one down here in South Texas, I mean, we like need it. Doing something like that, like it, the the more people that start to really go out and support and get behind this and enlist and sign up and play. Mm-hmm. And the more gamers that we get, like the bigger the light that's going to be cast upon this, which gives us the nicer things, which also could lead to things like, you know, 2K sports leagues and other things oh, that right. San Antonio. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but other things like that, that San Antonio has been left out of yeah. when we look at these other bigger cities. And is that not the story of San Antonio sports in general too? Like, <laughs> It really is, which is why we have to embrace mm-hmm. yeah. support. Absolutely, uh, I'm. I may be new to San Antonio, but I'm all in. I'm here for it. <laughs> um, and if you are somebody that wants to keep up with the Smash community in town, there's there's a Facebook group where all of these tournaments are posted about, where they where they post about new tournaments that haven't been announced yet. Um, it's the San Antonio Smash Ultimate Group. Like literally, if you just type in that smash san antonio smash, smash ultimate, ultimate. like you'll get a facebook group it's got a ton of people in it and it's and i mean they don't they don't just talk about smash it's just kind of the the driving force to get people together um outside of san antonio i talked a little bit last week about the lcs lock-in tournament for mm-hmm. league of legends the start of pro play for 2022 um the semi the semifinals are today and tomorrow uh on sunday you're gonna see the finals so <laughs> At the time of recording this, they haven't finished the semifinals match. <laughs> or I don't know who's won the semifinals match, but uh, Cloud, uh, it's Dignitas and Liquid are head-to-head today. Uh, tomorrow, it's Cloud9 and Evil Geniuses, and then the winner of those games will go head-to-head at 
starting at 2.30 2 p.m. Sunday, $150,000 up for grabs. <laughs> I could use like $5, honestly. Exactly. Nice. But the more that we... Per- push esports <laughs> in san antonio the closer we can get to things like this all right and if anybody's hosting league tournaments in san antonio please let me know i would i would host i'm not gonna play i'm not yeah. i'm not that good but i could cast easy money <laughs> um, but that's gonna be it for esports news we've got quite a bit of game news to tackle in the next uh after the break uh last week i had this long list of game note of, sh- of game news notes and i only got to activision blizzard acquisition so i'm going to talk about a couple of things from last <laughs> week <laughs> we're going to talk about the new fifa competitor um but we'll be right back after this break right here on san antonio sports star espn am 1250 and 94.5 fm the meta with katie barbo on san antonio sports star Welcome back to the Meta right here on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN AM 1250 and 94.5 FM. I'm your host, Katie Barber, and I've got Sports Star's own James Pledger here with me. Um, and we're going to start with sports games because <laughs> no better place for any of that than on San Antonio Sports Star. Um, so first, big news. We've known about UFL, which is stands for United Football League. Mm-hmm. It's They've been... The, the developer Striker has, they announced this game like six years ago, um, <laughs> which that's how many FIFA games, like six in that time that we've mm-hmm. seen. Um, but this one, this particular football game, um, it sounds, there's a lot of aspects to it that seem similar to FIFA, but the big difference is going to be like they're, they have a flagship mode called the online football league, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm going to read what it says because I have said this before, but I'm not a big sports person sports game person. I like watching real sports, but I do not play sports games. Um, So I just don't want to get this wrong. So what they say is um, in the online football league, players will create their own teams and play within a a fair division-based matchmaking system. These divisions will be linked by promotions and season that will take place over the full year. So that's everybody gets to participate in that, not just like pro players. Yeah. Um, At the end of the year, a single player will be crowned the UFL champion. And so the UFL will, will allow players to build their own football teams from a pool of around 5,000 real-life players. So I'm assuming that they've been spending six years signing these contracts with these uh, football leagues, which I feel like we don't see as much of that here in the United States. Like, we have the San Antonio Football Club. Yeah. Right? We've got, we see some of the FCs around, around, we've got Austin, and but it's just not yeah, as Yeah, Austin Bowl, Dallas FC. Right. Or FC Dallas. <laughs> and so it says. Houston Dynamo. Right. It says it's with UFL, we're, we're building an ecosystem unique in sports video gaming. We're planning to hold special events featuring ambassadors and partner clubs. So I don't really know what that means for like people here in San Antonio, um, but there's a chance that that could mean some pretty cool stuff. It's going to have the same like online matchmaking, offline matches, twos and four, like 2v2, 4v4. Um, the problem is it's all very vague. I know. I'm like, I don't know how much of this actually means anything. <laughs> and what- I mean, it, it, it's a big deal. But if you're going toe-to-toe with FIFA, right? which is the crown jewel, a lot of people think Madden's the crown jewel of EA Sports. No, FIFA's the crown jewel of EA Sports. I think Rob said that last week, too. Everything revolves around FIFA, and then gameplays kind of evolve from FIFA to, like, Madden. Like, mm-hmm. they'll take bits and... Pl- pieces of whether it's controller interface or things that they do within the game and incorporate them in their other Mm. games and fifa's far and away 
right the champions so for ufl being vague about what they're doing mm-hmm. is not exciting right <laughs> I, yeah i was like sure. you can tell me all these great things because fifa also has a pool of players that you get to mm-hmm. use and you know Neymar and some of the greatest soccer names like that's the whole fun of playing FIFA is using some of your favorite stars right um divisions and you get to play seasons within FIFA and things like that now this whole it's an online thing to where everybody plays and at the end of the season they're going to name one ufl champion like versus like league of legends they have their world champions mm-hmm. that are from their pro pro players in their franchises for this it's I, 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 something that they said is like i mean it's cool but right. i don't know how how over the top it puts it over fifa right yeah i have no idea it says like in their division like so they everything their online matchmaking obviously will be dependent on skill so the better yes. you are the better you're obviously and this is like any pvp game you'll be playing against people of comparable skill and they're they're saying that when you there's a divisional threshold where once you surpass that you have the opportunity to also to participate then in pro UFL tournaments. Mm-hmm. But I mean I, that that probably is very similar to how FIFA runs. I have I'm very I'm so un knowledge not knowledgeable about. <laughs> about FIFA's such a great game though. Yeah, like FIFA truly is one of my favorite sports games. It's Madden and FIFA. Like the yeah. two EA games are the two banner games that I love to play. I know. 2K gets a lot of love. Mm-hmm. I like it. I'm not in love with 2K like a bunch of people. But FIFA, I am absolutely in love with. It is one of my favorite games. So for UFL to try and come in and take that off of the top of the pedestal, that's going to be a very, very hard ask for not just me, a lot of people that just pray for the release of the next FIFA, the release mm-hmm. of the, That's like... Uh, another competitor coming up and saying, we've got a new football game. <laughs> ESPN tried to do this at one point. <laughs> no, seriously. I, yeah. They tried to go toe-to-toe with Madden mm-hmm. and release ESPN 2K. It was 2K. Mm-hmm. Uh, they tried to release a 2K football game. Could not hold weight, folded, went away after a couple of seasons. It's a big investment to make for something that may just lose out on market share, you know, and, and that market share has a lot to do with brain space. Like, like FIFA's just in, been in the zeitgeist in terms of sports games on top of its worldwide, like just the presence of the FIFA organization as a whole. Um, and that's the thing. We're talking worldwide. Like yeah. Madden is United States. It's a football mm-hmm. game. People love it. And it, I mean, other people play it across the world. But nobody plays a game across the world the way FIFA is played. That right. is one of those worldwide type games, kind of like a League of Legends, like kind a of phenomenon. Like, yeah, in terms of sports it, it's games. it is the top selling sports game across the world, and that's probably where they saw this opportunity. They're like the market, you know, the market's so big. And to me, the way I then they've got, but that's like trying they're, to they're convert com- a whole bunch of right. Coke drinkers to Pepsi all of a sudden. <laughs> Seriously, though, yeah. because it, 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 that's what FIFA is. Like, you have that relationship with this game already. Right. It is your must game of the year for a lot of, of soccer players uh, or footballers when it comes to esports. Like, that's the penultimate yeah. game. That is it. it I mean, it looks like they're dropping money, too. Like, their cover athlete for the first game is going to be Cristiano Ronaldo, sure. right? Or, 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 is that how you say his name? Yeah, Cristiano okay. Ronaldo. <laughs> <laughs> There's lots of, lots, lots of up and downs in that name. 
But um, and I only know him because <laughs> of all of the memes on Instagram about his fine watch um, down by the side of his body. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but so I mean that's exciting. My question is: so FIFA comes out with one game a year. Mm-hmm. They announced this game. It's been in development for six years. So are they just going to release one game and update the rosters every year? Are they going to have a, you know... Much like, like FIFA, it's a year-to-year-based it's game. Be, right? It's got to be. Although... Unless they just... Like, it would be fantastic if a sports franchise like Madden did away with the 22, 23... Like, like you know how Destiny 2, they released Destiny 2, and then they're like, you know what? We're not going to release a Destiny 3, 4, 5. We're just going to update Destiny 2 mm-hmm. for five years at least. That would be dope. And that's the thing, like, because injuries happen. Yeah. So whether it's FIFA or Madden or NBA 2K, like, these have updated rosters within them because mm-hmm. of what happens throughout a normal sports this season. This is 5,000 players available. That's massive. That's a, I, maybe, is it? I don't know, actually. I mean, it, maybe seems, not. it seems like a smaller pool because okay. in soccer. <laughs> it seems like a big number to in me, soccer, but I have no soccer, you're dealing concept. with multiple teams, multiple leagues, multiple right. players. So let's uh, just say, on average, 30 players per team, right? right. Uh, 10 teams per league. And then you're talking... Premier League, right. La Liga, Serie A, um, the Bundesliga. I mean, it is a worldwide game, right. and they have leagues in every, you know, England, U.S., uh, and then you're also talking about national team rosters, especially when you're dealing with FIFA. So, like, it is... So 5,000 maybe isn't as many as It's it not as many as it <laughs> sounds okay. like when you look at the number on paper. <laughs> no, right. Just because of the amount of soccer that goes on against the world. Like, in, in FIFA, I would venture to guess that you could at least double that number for the amount of players that they use in their game. Wow. All right. Well... <laughs> my perspective I, I they they did this big reveal this week right mm-hmm. this this has been my only exposure to this to ufl i did, actually had never heard of it until the news they were like finally it's supposed to launch this year we've been hearing about it for forever i mean and the fact that they've licensed they've, they've got a contract with an athlete mm-hmm. for the cover that usually is a pretty good indicator that they're pretty far in getting the game out because that's because when you're dealing with like a like an athlete or an entertainer's contract, right? Like there, there's that's updated rosters would be such an easy thing for all these just games. Just implement so it, right? Did, just update. They already do, though. That's the thing because oh. of what happens in season and all of these sporting games. Hmm. You lose players to injury. Um, people are traded mid-season. Hmm. Like they're uh, in soccer, there. You know, you send people on loan to other clubs. Like these are the inner workings. So if your club acquires a great player. And you want to start playing with him, you can start the season after this trade. The rosters update themselves naturally because of what goes on throughout Makes the sense. season. And, you know, Madden does this with basketball, 2K does, or with football, Matt, uh, 2K does this with basketball, FIFA does this throughout the soccer season. Right. And I mean, there, and you've got NHL, you've got UFC, like there's so, there's any number of like, but it Genres feels like updated rosters should be a thing to where, <laughs> yeah. but what they do is they also go back and tweak different parts of the game, which is how you get some of these new fun things that either work or don't work. I remember, I think it was Madden 06 or 08, they came out with this cone of vision mm. for quarterbacks, and it was kind of 
how much of the field they saw. Mm-hmm. And there were quarterbacks that were really bad that had a very tiny cone of vision. <laughs> like, and then there was think, how did Peyton y'all Manning this? and Tom Brady who basically <laughs> saw 360 on the field. They had a third eye <laughs> <laughs> that opened up mid, mid-drive. <laughs> but uh, so, but the, that obviously didn't work. But the hit stick was a big hit. And the hit stick became a big part of Madden moving forward. Right. So they start to rebrand this game every year, put in new things, take out some old things, and constantly update and tweak the games. Yeah. It seems like the, the, in the last couple of Maddens, the big the big thing that they've changed, I don't know about mechanics, but their career mode or their mm-hmm. life, the, they've got... The, and what, they do what a ha- lot of tweaking to the mechanics on the controller to yeah. kind of get it in the best possible place, too. I remember when FIFA started doing the... Uh, uh, minimal touch to Mm -hmm. really control you know instead of everything being able to control the pace that you put on the ball by the pressure that you put on the on the toggle and it was a game changer in the world of fifa i believe that and what's curious to me is when you think about like when it come when you get down to like n- the nitty gritty between like the DualSense PS5 controller versus yeah. the Xbox seri- the Xbox controller, but not just the Xbox controller. There's the Xbox Elite controller that has yes. that has like the touch pads on the back. Like yes. you've they've got to really account for all of those possibilities. Um, and I almost feel like if I were playing a sports game or sh- a strategy game not on PC, like I would need like if I was playing on the con- on my Xbox, I would need that Elite Pro controller to have the extra paddles and buttons just. Because I feel like it would, it, unless they're just not really utilizing those when they're mapping controls, mm-hmm. which I would assume they are, <laughs> you know, it's the new tech, te- new, the newer technology. Like, how does that affect, right? I'm, and I'm yeah, sure that that and I don't know what is. they've done with the new Elite controllers, but I, I do know that they have controllers specifically designed for certain games now. Like, it's, I, mean, I mean, that makes sense. Honestly, it doesn't surprise me. Just whatever's the best suited towards hitting all your buttons the right <laughs> at, the, at the right time and place. Um, but so we'll see. There's not actually a release date on it. There's, the assumption is it's going to be coming out at some point this year. I'd be interested to see how close they decide to release it because um, FIFA comes out every single year, right? It's not yeah, a buy. Yeah, FIFA's a year it's to a, year. It's annual. Um, so I'm interested to see what they're, how, how, just how that plays out yeah. um, and see what FIFA fans actually think of you know, a contender. <laughs> and before we take a break, you want to talk about one more sports oh, yeah. game? So the others, <laughs> and this one, I don't have, I don't know how much you play NHL, but this week they got a big update that mm-hmm. added um, the national teams. So that's like all of the international ice hockey federation yes. teams. And that includes women's ice, women's hockey. Yes. Um, and so it's the first time that you can have like a fully playable, like women's team. So, I mean, that's just exciting if you're a fan of the sport. You get to play U.S. versus Canada. Yeah, it's fantastic. <laughs> like, that is a huge add to the game mm-hmm. because, you know, NHL 22, it's normally you're just playing with the NHL, pl- NHL players. So being able to play, especially with, you know, so many NHL players being international, mm-hmm. whether they're Canadian or Russian or Czechoslovakian, mm-hmm. you know, U.S. to a smaller degree. but. <laughs> <laughs> it's but, another one where where the U.S. market, while sizable, is not the biggest market. FIFA and NHL both. Well, it's the biggest market with the best professional league, but is where all the other because it is not our sport. Okay. NHL is not our game mm-hmm. <laughs> for the most part. But being able to cr- recreate like Russia versus the U.S. and mm-hmm. U.S. versus Canada, I mean, that's huge and it's fun and. 
it's a big update for the game, which has gotten really good. Like NHL is one of the, it's another EA sports mm-hmm. model, obviously. So they pull from FIFA and do other things uh, to update it every year and make it the best of its class. And NHL has done a very, very sneakily good job of updating every year yeah. their gameplay. And it is low-key, especially even if you're not a hockey fan, Yeah, it is low-key just a really fun game. Kind of like if you're not a soccer fan, but you love playing FIFA. Right. The same thing goes for NHL and their franchise on EA. It's a great game for even non-NHL fans. Right. And so if you if you have NHL 22 and you maybe haven't picked it up in a couple of weeks or a couple of months <laughs> or, or whatever it is, um, that update came out this week. So there's a lot of new stuff to play this weekend if you if you are so inclined. So uh, when we come back, I'm going to talk I'm going to talk about Call of Duty on PlayStation, but I promise not to talk about Activision Blizzard for 20 minutes. Aww. Mm, we don't need that two weeks in a row. <laughs> Ask me again next week. Um, <laughs> and then we finally got some Battlefield updates to talk about, too. So we'll be right back after the break right here on the Meta on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN AM 1250 and 94.5 FM. The Meta with Katie Barber on San Antonio Sports Star. Welcome back to The Meta, your source for all things gaming and esports right here on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN AM 1250 and 94.5 FM. Remember, if you've missed any of today's show, you can always catch the podcast online at sasportstar.com under the audio vault. Okie dokie. So, I, like I said, I promise not to talk extensively again about this Microsoft buying Activision Blizzard deal. Um, but we, the big question was, well, what is going to happen with Call of Duty? Mm-hmm. Owned by Activision, has a contractual agreement to release on PlayStation, but for how long? Multiple platforms. That is the question. How many, like, what does that agreement encompass? And I think we got an answer this week. Okay, because that's the scariest part of it, because the, I would say, would you say the two best first-person shooter games are probably the most played are Halo and Call of Duty? Halo, Call of Duty. I mean, I would also, I would throw um, Battlefield in there. I mean, just in terms of, like, franchises. But if you were, it would be third in the pecking order. Yeah, I mean, and Halo, I mean, Halo in terms of first-person shooters and the grand scheme of shooters Mm -hmm. is very much up there. The problem is, and I think that we talked about this uh, when Halo first came out, is how with the the handoff from Bungie to 343, there's kind of a bump in the reception um, of some of those newer games. You know, people loved Halo 3. Mm-hmm. Loved, loved, loved. Halo 4, mm. eh, you know, kind of controversial. Halo 5 didn't have the best reception. Um, people love the Master Chief Collection, though, but yes. that was a remaster of Bungie's games on newer consoles. Um, so, and they've taken a much different approach to Halo this with this one, and I think that the format that they've approached um, Halo Infinite with, with the free yes. multiplayer is going to do them a lot of good. Um, it's a little goofy that they're holding off on releasing like the co-op campaign because of season two, because yeah. it has to do with some story progression that's supposed to take place that it will make sense eventually <laughs> <laughs> why they're holding out on releasing it. And in the grand scheme of things, once we get to May, when they're going to release that 
the co-op campaign when yeah. they hit that next stage for the uh, for online. It's going to be in the rearview mirror for a majority of the time, right? So right now it seems it seems so far away that they're they're kind of piecemealing the game out. Yeah. But overall, I think Halo Infinite's been their like Microsoft first party, like one of their most popular, most yeah. played on launch up to now. Like, but titles. COD has that Fuck. same kind of effect when you're talking about see Call of Duty is like whether its, it's own zombies beat. or multiplayer or online, like the. The reception is so much, but mm-hmm. but it's also controversial. Halo was an Xbox exclusive, yes. so if COD goes Xbox exclusive too. That leaves a lot of people just kind of like, sitting. What do there. we do now? <laughs> no, right? I mean, so I can say the next three Call of Duties will be on PlayStation. Nice but for me. Well, what does that mean in terms of time? Right? We're talking three games. You would think that that means twenty twenty two. 2023 and 2024. Mm-mm. No, we're talking <laughs> the the Call of Duty that's supposed to launch later this year. You know, we, we just got Vanguard a couple months ago, yeah. but they're they're a, an annual release. There's going to be a new Call of Duty every single year, and that that includes this year. So the Call of Duty that'll come out this year will be on PlayStation. Warzone two, whatever this that however that is supposed to work. Mm-hmm. The, the reports are saying Warzone two. I didn't. I wasn't aware that they were going to release. Warzone 2, but uh, but supposedly Warzone 2, which is supposed to come out in 2023, and um, the Call of Duty title for next year. So we're only talking through the end of next year, PlayStation is guaranteed to get a Call of Duty game. After that, we're just going to have to see, honestly. <sighs> I know. <laughs> it's like Marvel and Sony where you're just like, just just, just play- continue to play nice with, yes. you, with each other. You see what we get with No Way Home? <laughs> that was... Amazing, and that was because they played ball harder than they've ever played before. It's sh- just keep the masses happy. <laughs> yeah, but Microsoft, you know, micro. I think feel like Microsoft is playing has been playing the long game, like all the way through, like all for the PS4. I feel like that was the conversation. Is all oh, PlayStation just has better exclusives? Because during the PS4 is when Call of Duty, when PlayStation became the home of Call of Duty, was in 2015. Mm-hmm. So a year after the PS4 launch. You know, PlayStation 4, they had all of these timed exclusives, and they still had them until recently. Like, Final Fantasy VII Remake was a timed exclusive yeah. first on PlayStation. So, I think Microsoft's been like, mm, <laughs> you got it now, next generation, we're going to catch up to you. Mm. And by that, they mean, we're going to buy Bethesda. <laughs> we're going to buy Activision Blizzard. <laughs> and uh, you can just keep having your Spider-Man games, and you can just maybe have, like, some more Uncharted games, and... You know, but we're gonna take we're gonna take the lion's share of these popular franchises. It's just although those Insomniac Spider-Man games are oh, pretty boss. Awesome. I, <laughs> I know. So it's like so you win some and you lose some. Uh, and and like I said last week, there's a really good chance that anything that is Xbox exclusive, quote unquote, that's gonna be on PC. Yeah. And I know that it sucks. To feel like if you've never been a PC gamer or if you have to no- have to make that switch. Right. Or to, you know, to make the investment to make the switch. Yeah. You can buy like even at unless you're buying Xbox Series X's and PlayStation 5's from scalpers, you're not spending more than a thousand dollars. But to spend less than a thousand dollars on an on a gaming PC, yeah. hmm, what are you gonna get? Like you you're lucky if you can get a GPU for under a thousand dollars, like at right now at this time. So, uh, and unrelated to the news about these, the, the Call, of, Call of Duty on PlayStation, we did learn last week that 
<clears throat> the next season of Warzone and Vanguard is going to be delayed. I didn't get a chance to mention that last week. So most people may be under the impression it's going to start on February 2nd, but it actually was pushed to February 14th so that you can all disappoint your significant others on Valentine's Day. Yay! <laughs> or maybe you just play together. That could be a romantic date playing the next or season. Or the more of realistic thing is they're single and it doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but maybe not. Maybe they maybe they play Warzone with their love of maybe. their life. Maybe. So but so we'll just have to see. You play a lot um, of Warzone with I know I'm I'm so bad at Warzone. <laughs> I was like the best you can get from me is like I liked the <laughs> this is gonna be bad, but I like the zombies in uh yeah, in Black Ops is such Cold a great... War. I liked I liked Black Ops Cold War. I liked the the more survival what what was the game what is it called? I can't remember like break breakout. No. It's like the they they came out with the original they came out with one version of zombies, and then they mm-hmm. released like a longer survival-based yes. uh, version of zombies on on Black Ops Cold War. That was pretty fun. I I think I've played like five matchmaking games of Call of Duty. I'm so bad, and I just don't like people yelling at me in voice <laughs> chat. Like even if I'm like I the only way I'm gonna get better is if I try. Yeah, but you can't try without criticism. So. Off to Overwatch it is for me. <laughs> um, so this week, big, big news. We found out that Respawn is going to be making, it has three new Star Wars games in development. Yes. One of which James was just, he started replaying this weekend. Uh, yeah. We've got Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, which is a fantastic Star Wars game. I feel like. Cal Kestis, uh, the story mode in it is just incredible incredibly good like there was a lot of talk about it when it first came out but it's just one of those games i feel like kind of fell under the radar like people don't even realize how good of a game it is by the way his droid Uh uh-huh you see that model make an appearance in book of fett oh really yeah oh james (laughs) with the easter eggs here wow cal kestis's droid that hops on his shoulder hmm yeah well, so a sequel to Fallen Order, it will be coming at some point. We 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 That's learned awesome. we learned about these games. We don't have details on them. Um, the other one, there's going to be a first person shooter Star Wars game. If it's Respawn, who did um, you know, what was the Battlefront the Battlefront game yeah, that people were really really upset about? Was that Respawn? Battlefront and Battlefront Two. Right, Battlefront. The first one, people love. Battlefront 2, people were mad about because they mm-hmm. like locked characters behind paywalls yeah. really, really ridiculously for a while. And but then they re- had Rogue Squadron 2. Yes. And Rogue Squadron was more recent. Yeah. Right? Um, so we're going to get another first-person shooter game. I'm curious to see um, what will come of that. Uh, there's also going to be a Star Wars strategy game. So, I, And I'm, I'm, I'm curious. You know, most of the time, strategy games that take place in space, you, you get like... You know, 4X, you know, exploration, the 4Xs. Just give me some new KOTOR. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just give me some new Knights of the Old Republic. I and know, me... all you've got now, so, and I'm, I was, I'm going to mention this later, but SWOTOR next month, is, uh, is uh, it's, it's getting its first DLC in a while, Legacy of the Sith. Yes. So that'll be, that's, that's really exciting. So right now, it's a good time to be a Star Wars fan, unless you like to complain about Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I feel like all Star Wars fans, it's like 50% loves it, 50% just is, you can't Man, live I, up to what the originals were. I haven't watched Book of Fett yet. I just, just I haven't gotten to it. It's I've good. Been, it's so divisive, though. I, and that's what I was going to say, is like, I can't get a read, I, and I know ne- you should never try to get a read for Star Wars <laughs> on Twitter. Just in- <laughs> Enjoy it for what it is. Yes. And make a conclusion once it's done because they're still telling a story. So, so, but that's exciting, you know. Because a lot of people had the same complaints about WandaVision, and that is one of my favorite shows. Oh, my shows. gosh, WandaVision. I loved it. 
But I it was fantastic. I feel like the people that really hated it never watched any of those like iconic sitcoms, you know, either. Oh, that's so, a crying shame. I know. It was like that was almost that, that was my favorite part of the first couple episodes of one when you were like, what in the world is happening right yeah. now? Like what what in chaos magic and the multiverse <laughs> nonsense is happening right now, you know? Um, but so I, I'll definitely give a shot because the finale of it's going to be in a couple of weeks, right? We're kind of closing mm-hmm. in on the last couple episodes for yeah. it. So um, Blizzard decided to announce a brand new universe that they're creating games within um, randomly through a blog post asking people, do you want to work for Blizzard? Um, because we're, they literally said that Blizzard is embarking on our next quest. We're going on a journey to a whole new universe, as if the Warcraft universe is not huge on its own. <laughs> Overwatch is like its own new universe that they created a couple of years ago. This one's going to be a, a, a brand new survival game full of legends and heroes we have yet to meet. You know, whatever. Stories we have yet to be told, adventures yet to be lived. So I love survival games. I've played a thousand hours in Ark. I played <laughs> like five hundred hours in Conan Exiles. I've played a bajillion hours in Seven Days to Die. I've played Rust, but I'm very bad at it. So I'm interested to see what Blizzard actually does. Survival games have been on the up and up in terms like we've got Valheim was the PC survival game that went crazy during the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm playing the crap out of Raft, which is a really good like apocalyptic end of the world, like yeah. you know, really fun survival game. It's usually what happens is it's like survive in the world that doesn't exist anymore. Um, but but Blizzard seems to be creating an entirely new universe. Uh, and I don't know if they're just doing this to distract from what's going on <laughs> within their own company. Um, but that's exciting news if you're a fan of Blizzard games. Mm. Exciting news is what Warner Media CEO had to say this he, week. He casually was like, "We're G- Gotham Knights will launch this year." I'm in. <laughs> Which I don't think that was really a concern because we've been seeing a lot more news about it over yeah. the last couple of weeks. But that's that. So we definitely know that's coming. And, and Warner is also working on Hogwarts Legacy, which is going to be like an open world adventure game set during the Founders era of. Um, in J.K. Rowling's world, wonderful world of Harry Potter. So both of those games are slated to definitely, apparently, come out this year. Hopefully. And I have yet to to play it yet, but it came with my PlayStation 4 mm-hmm. way back in the day, and it's just been something that's always been in the back. Mm-hmm. I think I'm going to give Uncharted a try. <gasps> have, you haven't, have you played any of them? No. They're good. I think I think the one that came with is four. Yeah, well, good good news is <laughs> there's a renewed push for <laughs> Uncharted games. And <laughs> I think that uh, on the PlayStation 4, I think you can play almost all of them, if mm-hmm. not all of them. Um, in yeah, the they're all in the stores. Right. So, uh, And that's good news because we're getting Tom Holland's <laughs> uh, cinematic performance as Nathan Drake next month, right? That's next month. Yeah, it's coming out uh, next month. Shoot, in a few weeks. Right. right? And uh, the Uncharted, uh, those a collection of un- with Uncharted Four and Thief's Legacy that's going to be hitting PlayStation Five this week, and PC is going to be getting it. Um, I don't know if there's a date for it, but it's definitely going to go on PC also. Yeah, which I think will be. A f- I don't know if any of the other Uncharted games are even on PC. Since I, I think it's going to be one of the first releases. The God of War is hitting PC. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> they did uh, the Last of Us hit PC. Horizon Forbidden Zero or. Yeah, Horizon Forbidden. Last of Us is great. Yeah, oh my gosh. And we're getting the TV show um, hopefully this year, too. 
So many video game to TV and movie adaptations. And we're actually going to talk a little bit about um, some of that on uh, after the break that we're going to hit here in a little bit. Um, but before we get there, I do want to talk. So we're about to hit February. I cannot believe December is already almost or December. January is almost yeah. over. I just pretended like January didn't even happen. Um, but we've got some big. I feel like people have this understanding that at the beginning of the year, video games don't really release, right? They're like, Christmas has just ended, and no new games are going to be coming out until, like, the summertime. Well, we've got Dying Light 2, Stay Human, comes out next week. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know, have you played, did, did you play Dying Light by any chance? I didn't. No, it's it's it came out uh, on the PlayStation 4 and the Xbox One, and it's a it's like a zombie survival type game, but it's not so heavy on the survival. It's got a really amazing narrative, though. Okay. Um, it's did you ever play uh, like Mirror's Edge? Very yes. really really heavy on the parkour. Yeah, uh, yeah, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. And the moving mechanics and and Dying Light, in addition to uh, killing zombies, had a really great uh, way that you move through the city, getting to safe zones. Uh, and I actually saw Dying Light two. I watched developers play it at E three in twenty nineteen. It's been delayed multiple times over the last couple of years, and they're finally putting out Dying Light two, and that'll be out next week. So if, even if you haven't played the first one it's still worth picking up the second nice. one um and definitely worth picking up the first one it's a lot of hours of zombie killing fun um we've got sifu which is going to be like a martial arts style game uh coming out on the 8th the cloud version of kingdom hearts on the switch is february 10th um the legacy of the switch of the sith comes out on swotor for the 18th and then elden ring which is the the big Soulsborne game set yeah. in a fantasy setting that's february 25th so, end of the month yeah yeah so for a short month there's a lot of good games coming out um, and yeah, so we're going to go ahead and go to break and we will be back with some fun nerd news. We're going to talk a little bit about possibly the possibility of Tom Cruise as Iron Man. <laughs> we're gonna oh, talk, yeah. I know we're going to talk about uh peacemaker and we will be right back here on the meta on San Antonio sports star ESPN AM 1250 and 94.5 FM. <laughs> The Meta with Katie Barbo on San Antonio Sports Star. Welcome back to the Meta, your source for all things gaming and esports, right here on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN AM 1250 and 94.5 FM. I'm your host, Katie Barber, and I've got James Pledger here with me. Um, and we're not going to talk too much about it because the show's still ongoing. But last week I had said I hadn't started Peacemaker. And now I am current, and it's honestly like one of my favorite <laughs> shows that I've watched in. In months. Like, John Cena is really, really good. And really, really vascular. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> but no, he's You get he's to fant- see all of his vascular. <laughs> oh, it's <laughs> like, all right. No, it's just, you know, I guess he's technically, you know, he's been an actor for a long time. He's been in stuff. But I always, I kind of just, I doubt a lot of people who come to acting from other forms of media and entertainment. Yeah, and John Cena has completely. I loved him in the Suicide Squad movie. He and Rock are <sighs> both just two guys that came, made the crossover from WWE and nailed it. Like truly, uh, Cena and Blockers was really good oh a while gosh. back. Um, he he was great in Suicide Squad. Mm-hmm. I think he kind of stole the show. I do too. He's great in Peacemaker, and same goes for Rock. Man, he progressively just kept pushing pushing mm-hmm. the envelope and 
now he is a megastar, and yeah. it looks like John Cena, after being in the Fast franchise, this uh, past movie, and now this with the uh, Suicide Squad mm-hmm. and getting into the superhero game, it feels like he may be on the verge of like a rock takeoff. Oh, for sure. And we'll talk more about Peacemaker as the show progresses. The, yes. the fifth episode came out this week, um, and I don't know how many episodes are going to be in it, but we'll talk more about it later. I just I cannot get over how mind-blown I am by the Peacemaker show. It's so, so good. And these gritty superhero things like we see with the boys, uh, Invincible, like oh, I'm, I'm just here for it. Um, but James and me have been talking all week about, well, we started talking about it last week. Well, let's... I'm going to let you do it because Iron Man's your guy. So Multiverse of Madness (laughs) is having just new things drop almost by the hour, Mm it feels like, right? Insane. (laughs) Everything that's falling, whether it is Krasansky is Reeb Richards, but (gasps) maybe not the real Reeb Richards. We don't know. (laughs) But there is the rumor that on set you see Tom Cruise playing a variant of tony stark oh the old variants i'm here for it (laughs) and this variant of tony stark may be one of the most powerful of all time because he is said to be wielding three infinity stones and has the head of thanos and (laughs) basically a capelta fish jar that he has on display and just think about thanos's head in like one of those futurama jars (laughs) yes Yes. And I'm here for it because especially Tom Cruise was who the studio Mm -hmm. initially wanted to play Iron Man, not Robert Downey Jr. John Favreau stuck his neck out for Robert Downey Jr. and say la vie, the rest is history. But we still may see it. But there is now the opportunity that the original possible wanted casting for Iron Man and, and that, could make his way into the MCU in some way, shape, or form. Which run of Iron Man is would that particular? If you had to, God, there are a couple um, that are OP Iron Man. There is a current run right now where he's fighting Korvac and he's got the power cosmic, mm-hmm. and that is a super OP Iron Man. There is Iron Man who was the superior Iron Man, and he had the endosim armor but he was kind of like a bad dude huh like he gave the world this version of his endosim which basically corrects all your faults it mm-hmm. like it makes you if you had defects it made you pretty like all of these things like if you were dumb it made you smart like I it corrected everything <laughs> and he gave everybody like a free 30 wow. do- 30 day trial of it And then charged out the wazoo for it once the trial ended and people were hooked on (laughs) what they look like. Wow. And he was kind of a bad dude. He got in a fight with Daredevil. Like it was, but it was a really good story. I superior Iron Man. And and when is Multiverse of Madness? Do we have a date for when Multiverse of Madness? We do. That is coming out. I want to say in March. As I do a no, quick yeah. Google search, because I knew it, it's got to be soon. The, the you, I feel like the closer you get to a movie release, especially when it comes to Marvel, um, especially as we're starting, it's the it's the beginning. Well, we of, haven't even gotten a trailer yet, so May six, May six. I mean, we're talking about the the next phase of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. They announced mm-hmm. the phases of the MCU 
forever ago. The first podcast that probably doesn't even exist that I was on back in like 2015, we talked about the phases of the MCU being announced and they were announcing movies like and they had announced some of these movies through like 2024 and we're not (laughs) even there yet. So, you know, I'm excited to see how the MCU continues to shape. I'm really excited to see get more information on on some leaks. There have been some other actors and actresses that have been reported um, on set that we we may talk about next week, depending on what happens. Yeah, by the end of this month coming up, we're going to have Morbius coming out. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) (sighs) And then we get the new new Spider-Verse movie coming out this year. Oh, my gosh. Like, it's going to be an insane, insane year for Marvel because not only did they have Shang-Chi just drop Eternals and Far From Home, we've got all this Disney Plus stuff with Moon Knight and then Oh my gosh, and Moon Knight too. I know. <laughs> <laughs> but then you've got Multiverse of Madness kicking things off and then you know it's gonna spiral into Thor, mm-hmm. Love and Thunder. Yes. Uh, like they are putting in their work. Oh my gosh. Well, luckily I've got you here with me to help sort through all of it. <laughs> uh, for as much as I feel like I am a fan of comic books <laughs> and, 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 and the adaptations from comics, James, like the first, when I first met James, that was like one of the first things that we, we talked about. Cause I, I have like a calling card at my desk. I have like a, a venom and a car, two, yeah. two prints of venom and carnage. <laughs> and that was like these jumping point of us every day. Just like, did you see this? Did you see that? And then now we're here on the meta together, <laughs> bringing the same news to everybody else. Because if we're interested, there's got to be like at least one person that is listening. That I think is there's interested. One, at least one of them. <laughs> it's me. I'm listening. Uh, <laughs> me too. <laughs> but. That'll be it for this week on the meta. We will definitely be back next week talking probably about more comic book stuff, definitely more esports news and more gaming news because this is your home for all things gaming and esports. The meta here on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN AM 1250 and 94.5 FM.